Welcome to another episode of Perfectly Imperfect. This is your host, Leslie Regalado, and I just want to thank you for pressing play yet once again. Today, I am here with two very special women in my life. Uh, my sisters were actually in Austin. We're visiting my youngest sister. Uh, we were here for Christmas and New Year's and are taking advantage to record this podcast that I've been wanting to record for, um, for a little while now. And today's episode is is on the topic of what we've learned, the lessons we've learned after losing our mom. Our mom passed away uh, a few years back. She actually passed away on June 9th, 2017th. So this upcoming summer, uh, it will be three years. And today we want to share just some of the lessons, some of the things that, you know, since her death and even during her illness, what we learned um, as a result of that. And my hope is that if you're going through something like this, and even if you're not, that you take this in uh, with an open heart and open mind, and hopefully you can take something away and somehow be blessed by what we're going to share today. So I'm going to introduce my sisters. Um, I have Luvia Quinones here, who's my middle sister. I'm the oldest. And uh, say hi, sister. Hi, everyone. And then I have my baby sister, who is Jasenia Medina. And say hi. Hey. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get a little emotional. Actually, we're getting a little emotional even while we were talking about some of the things we're going to share on the podcast. So um, it's going to be real. It's going to be raw. It's going to be unedited. So I just want you guys to, again, just Take, take it in, take it all in, and uh, we hope that you enjoy it. So we're going to share six life lessons that we've learned after losing my mom, and um, or our mom, I should say. Um, the first one that I want to share, well, actually, first, I want to kind of just share a little bit about my mom. You know, I'm going to kind of have each of us share a little bit about her because obviously she was the most important person in our lives. Um, our dad passed away, as you guys have heard in previous episodes, when I was only about eight, nine years old. Um, our youngest sister, Jessie, she was only three months old. So my mom was the main person, the rock, you know, kind of the glue that held us all together. And um, losing her was obviously very, very rough. So my mom, um, she was the strongest person I knew. She... Um, I don't know for to me she was like unbreakable <laughs> and um so when all this happened it was definitely very very difficult because you know to see her the way we saw her it was just something that you know although we know that everyone who who is born you know has one ending and that is that you know we go one day we're going to go home but I just you know, for me, I just never thought about her being gone. It was just, I don't know. I just never thought about it. So um, for me, that was, she was just the strongest person. I admire her wisdom. I admire her courage, you know, the courage that she had to raise three independent women, um, you know, good people, in my opinion. And just, it, it was just such a blessing to have her as a mom. And there's so many things that I learned from her and that I continue to learn from her even now. So, um, Jesse, what do you want to share? So same, um, she was our, the main person in my life. Um, and yes, as my sister mentioned, um, seeing her in the situation that she was, it was the hardest thing ever. Um, 
the last, especially the last few months when she was there with us, um, it was just mainly her body because spiritually she wasn't there anymore. And that was just the hardest thing for me um, because I, she always would uh, hug me and everything and just love on me. And it was just so hard going by her and she wouldn't, she wouldn't do anything she wouldn't respond emotionally at all so although as much as I wanted her to be with us um you know it was her time and um she was just the most important person in my life and um I just so grateful for the years that I was given with her and for her to be my mom and um, I'm just looking forward to sharing a little bit more of our experience and um just overall okay we promise we're gonna try to share without you all crying along with us because i don't know if you're like this but when i hear someone share something from their heart and they're crying then i start crying and it just becomes you know yeah crazy so we're gonna try our best um to share from our heart but you know, and yes, we're going to get emotional, obviously. I mean, you guys, it's what, like the first few minutes and it's already started. But, you know, that just goes to, to show you the the love and just, you know, what she left in us, what that, that strong foundation of love and of care that, you know, she she left as as her legacy. So, Luvia, what do you want to share? So in addition to what my sisters already shared about um our mom um for me um she was also my partner I lived with her up until almost since she passed away um so it was very difficult because I still remember um from the mornings her making me my shake to making sure that I had dinner, um, the laundry and everything else that she would always do, um, taking care of me. Um, and in addition to what my sisters shared about her being strong and all the wisdom, um, she was also one of the most loving people. She instilled in us also so many principles and so many values that till this day I follow and I practice. And it was things that I always thought that most moms gave and shared with their children. And the more people that I meet and they hear about her, the more I learn that she was very special because not all moms are like that. Um, not all moms are able to be strict um, because she was a very strict mom, um, even though I was um, 35. I forgot how old, 35 or so when she passed away. Um, it was really hard for her, for me not to have to, um, when I decided not to ask for permission anymore to go out. So even though she was very strict, she was the type of person that was also very loving and caring at the same time. And I think for many parents, um, they're not always able to do that for whatever reason it may be. Um, so I would say those, those are just some initial things to share with everyone. So going on what my sister just mentioned, I think a lot of parents are afraid to lose their children's love. 
you know, when they're strict and when they set down, you know, rules and the children have to follow the rules. And I remember my mom used to always say, you know, as long as you live under this roof, you're going to have to follow my rules. And, you know, it's something that I think it was such such an impact for all of us because it it made us into the people that we are today. You know, like my sister Luvia said, there's principles that she taught us. There is just lessons that she's taught thought, taught us through her example and through the rules that she set in our house that allow us to live the kind of lives that we live today. But she wasn't afraid of whether we liked her or not. You know, she knew we would always love her, but she wasn't afraid of whether we were going to like her or not. Her her biggest goal, in my opinion, was to raise, you know, the women that she raised. And whether we liked her at the time for it or not, you know, it wasn't something that she took into consideration. Um, at least she, it wasn't more important than, you know, the end goal. And I definitely do appreciate her for that. She had very high expectations for us. You know, doing just enough was not something that was acceptable. Um, and I remember, you know, when we would come home, I mean, A's were what was expected, you know, and she, she set those standards high. And it was because she knew that we could. I think she would have loved us regardless if we would have been C students and that was the best that we could do. She would have loved us, but she knew that we could do better and she expected it and we rose, you know, to her expectations. And that's that's a gift because I think a lot of parents, especially nowadays, you know, they um, they don't want to hurt. They don't want, you know, their kids to not feel enough. And as a result, you know, they lower those expectations and kids, unfortunately, they don't rise to it, but they lower to what their parents expect. They say that that, you know, as individuals, we will do what the five most important people in our lives, you know, expect us and believe that we can do. And our mom believed that we can do, you know, that we could do anything. And she raised us to understand that, you know, as long as we were willing to work for it, that, you know, we could achieve it. And that's a big gift, you know, that we we receive from her and that we can pass along to the people that are around us that we love, our children, you know, people that are in our lives. So getting to the six lessons that we want to share today that we learned um, during the my mom's illness. My mom got diagnosed on October 12, 2016, and she passed away eight months later on June 9, 2017. So during those eight months and the time after her loss, we want to share the, the six lessons. Um, so lesson number one, the fact that nothing lasts forever. Um, and just remember this, if it's bad, you know, this phrase specifically always comes to mind. And it's this too shall pass. And if it's if there's something good going on in your life, it the same phrase applies. You know, the fact that this too shall pass, and we need to understand that, you know, time is a gift. And the fact that we need to embrace and take advantage of every single minute. And I think by nature, we can be procrastinators, but understanding that we need to do today what we can do today and we can't leave for tomorrow what can be done today. So I want my sisters to share their thoughts on this specific lesson on the lesson of nothing lasts forever. Um, so this is Luvia. I think for me, um, Given that we lost um, our dad at a, at a young age, um, we all learned the, the importance and the value of life at a really young age. So I think um, for me especially, not only did I always know the importance of 
spending as much time as I could with my mom. Obviously, also with other people that I loved, like friends and family, um, but also the importance of as much as we as much as I could also giving back um, to the person that raised me. So for me, it was it it was anything from the dinner dates that I had with her um, on a monthly basis. Um, that was my treat that I would take her to whatever restaurant she wanted. My mom, in addition to everything that you're hearing, always struggled with money. So for her, being able to go to a restaurant, even if it wasn't a five-star restaurant, but whatever restaurant she may want, um, and being told she could order whatever she wanted from drinks to appetizers was kind of one of our happy moments of dressing up and going she also had some some trips um or her dream trip um which was going to visit where according to our faith Jesus was born um and i was blessed to be able to grant her that wish um about a year actually um no sorry about a f- about 3 years um 2 to 3 years um before she was diagnosed and um, so I think for me, being able to take her there, experience that trip with her and seeing her so happy and even facing some of her fears. Um, my mom was afraid of heights um, and being able to go on a balcony in one of the hotels um, in Jerusalem. Um, the first time she was really scared. And I remember that she would go out every day and she wasn't afraid because she was just enjoying the moment so much. And um, a few months before she was diagnosed, um, in January of 2016, I was able to take her on another dream trip. Um, um, Also because even though we had just gotten another one at the time I was engaged, and I wanted to take her to whatever place in the world she wanted to go. Um, And originally it was going to be to Guatemala, and there were some issues going on with safety, um, so then I told her that she changed her mind. And for those of you that don't know my mom, she was a very, very laid back person and very humble. Um, and that's how she raised us to be humble, no matter what we achieved in life, no matter what degrees, education degrees you may have, no matter how much money, the importance of being humble. So she changed her mind from Guatemala to telling me, take, take me where the Pope lives, <laughs> Not knowing it was a completely different continent. And when she realized that we had to cross the ocean, um, I remember laughing my butt off. I told her that she went from one continent that was really close to us, which was um, Central America, going all the way to Europe. And at first she was hesitant when she saw that we had to cross the ocean. Um, My mom, in addition to being afraid of heights, she was paranoid, to say the least, of water because she didn't know how to swim, which I don't either. Um, And she was fine. And she was afraid of being in an airplane for a long time, even though at the time she had already been to Palestine, Israel. Um, So I would say experiencing that with her as well. um, We were able to go to a few cities in Italy in addition to Rome. Um, She loved every minute of it, even though we walked a lot. And she kind of didn't like that part of the trip um, because her her first trip um, was different in regards to buses and excursions. So I would say that 
um, for me and for any of you that are listening, um, the importance of cherishing our parents. Um, And even though we may get busy with life, and even though maybe for whoever's listening, your parents or your loved ones are not asking you for a trip, um, still still showing them your love and still showing them your appreciation and your feelings in whatever way. For me, that's one of my ways of, of showing love. And for me, it was really important to make my mom feel loved and happy um, by being able to grant her those wishes. So we kind of combined, um, not on purpose, but it happened, um, two of the life lessons. And what I was sharing originally was that nothing lasts forever and then that memories are gold. Um, my sister Luvia gave a little bit of, you know, some of the beautiful, most amazing memories that she has with um, with our mom. And I think along with that, um, the importance, especially if you have children, you know, my youngest sister and myself, we have kids and my mom getting to meet, you know, and be around her her got her grandchildren it was such a blessing i mean my biggest you know for for that specific life life lesson of memories or gold is just watching her you know love on my kids and um just you know the joy the joy that she experienced when um when i got pregnant because i was the first one to get pregnant with uh with my oldest with uh, louis and um i remember us driving all the way downtown i think it was a friday you know, afternoon, early evening to find out what the baby was because originally my doctor wasn't able to, um, with ultrasound, the baby didn't let him see, you know, what he or she was. And, uh, we drove all the way out there to find out that, you know, he was a boy and <laughs> it was hilarious because we both thought, you know, he was going to be a girl because my mom had all girls. My, her sister had had basically all girls except for one son. So to us, it was just normal and natural that, you know, my son was going to be a girl. And when we both found out that it was going to be a boy, it was kind of like, what? (laughs) You know, so that reaction, but then what came after, after my son was born, um, was just extreme love, you know, the kind of love that I've never seen my mom have for anyone. Um, I just think you love your grandchildren a little differently. You can detach yourself and fully embrace and love these children because you don't have to raise them. You know, I feel like my mom, you know, she had a lot of, um, she was the only one, you know, that had to raise us. And she had a huge responsibility to make sure that we were okay because all the responsibility fell on her after my dad passed. So I think the love that she was able to show um, and have for, for her grandkids was such a gift. And that's one of my best, you know, most amazing memories to watch her um, love and enjoy, you know, her grandchildren and you know, I have pictures, a ton of pictures with her and my kids. I know my youngest sister has pictures of her and her daughters. Um, so it's just, it's such a gift to have been able to, I guess, gift her with that opportunity to to feel that kind of love. And for me, it was such a gift to watch her, you know, enjoy those moments. Um, she watched my youngest for, I think it was maybe about a year I don't remember exactly how long um, that she would watch him. I would take him, you know, to Chicago because we lived in a suburb and we would drive there for like 30 minutes there and then 30 minutes back and I would drop him off. And um, I know that was one of her favorite things. And my baby, he remembers her and um, the love that he has for her still to this day. 
you know, it was such a gift. Every, all the love and all the care and, you know, all the moments and all the memories that he has because, you know, he was only six years old or so, um, maybe a little younger when she passed away. So, you know, again, going back to what my sister said, just, you know, if you have your parents, if you have people that you love around you, you know, the importance of understanding that, you know, none of us are going to be here forever. So every single second, every single moment is of great value and make as many memories as possible. And as Luvia mentioned, they don't have to be extravagant. They don't have to be, you know, super expensive. They can be as small as you go and visit. You know, you you take some dinner, some lunch, and you spend that quality time um, with that person that you care about that, again, is not going to be here forever. And then obviously we're not going to be here forever. Um, lesson number two is, or I guess number three, because we talked about two already, is the fact that love is stronger than death. Our relationship with our mom continues um, on each and every single day with all of us for the rest of our lives. You know, we see pieces of her, little bits of her within ourselves every time we say something that she would say. You know, I catch myself saying phrases that I would hear her say. Um, not on purpose. It just kind of comes out because I've probably heard them a thousand times. I catch myself saying things to my kids that she would say to me that probably bugged me at the time. But now, you know, as an adult, as someone, you know, who's a mom already, I understand why she would say them. And I understand why she raised me the way she did and why she was so strict. And it's like, yep, I'm going to do exactly that. No, you can't sleep over. You know, I would get so upset when my mom didn't let me do stuff or go out or hang out with certain people. And, you know, as you grow older and you mature and you gain wisdom, you slowly but surely understand the reason behind the decisions that they made. So another thing is, you know, when I look at myself in the mirror, when any of us, I see little bits and pieces of her and just in every single thing that she taught us, you know, her memory lives and that legacy, you know, that she left us of a strong faith, of a strong bond as siblings, that is my favorite gift, you know, that my, both of my parents gave us, um, for me that they gave me was my sisters. So memory, I'm sorry, love is stronger than death. I'm going to have my sister share a little bit about, you know, more about that as well. Hi, this is Yesenia. And, um, for me, it was, it's, as I, as Leslie mentioned, I remember her every day, no matter what I'm doing, when I'm talking to someone, just some, somehow she comes up, um, and, I just believe, just as I, as Leslie mentioned, um, that all the little bits and pieces that she would just tell us, or anything, any advice, any anything she would tell us, it would just, it, it was just with so much love that it, she just instilled that in us. And um, anything from t- when I'm talking to my friends or I'm educating my kids in any little thing, I mean, even just even just sometimes screaming at them. Um, I remember her. I mean, she would sometimes scream at us too, but it was just with so much love that I don't, I don't resent it at all. And also her cooking. Um, that's one of my main things that I'm so grateful that although I didn't write as many recipes as I would have loved, um, I did write a few. And when I do um, make them. I love seeing, especially my nieces and nephews' reaction that they're like, "Oh, it tastes exactly like titas," and it's so rewarding to me. Um, and just being able to give that gift to them of making what they love that their tita did. 
And for you all that don't know, Tita um, was the name that my kids um, would say to my mom, grandma, abuelita, the, uh, grandma in Spanish. Um, abuelita is a, is a, you know, form of saying grandma. And uh, so they shortened it because they probably couldn't say abuelita when they were younger. So they called her Tita. So she was Tita Luz to, you know, all her grandkids. Um, the other lesson that you know, we learned was that some things will just always be out of our control. And I think we contend as people, as human beings to be control freaks. You know, we want things to work out a certain way and we're going to do whatever we can to help them work out the way that we want them to work out. Um, watching someone that you love be with you, but at the same time, not be with you. As my sister mentioned at the beginning, my mom, um, up until December, of 2016 she was she was able to communicate you know but then she had a brain surgery because she was diagnosed with brain cancer and after that surgery you know obviously they went into the brain did whatever they did and stuff was disrupted and she wasn't really able to communicate the way she did before you know she just yeah, there was like a blank stare almost um, because she wasn't really there in our opinion. Like my sister says, like she was there, but not really. So to watch her, you know, go through that experience um, is just something that to me was very difficult. As my sister mentioned to her, to, for all of us, for anyone that cares about anyone to watch them be there, you know, in body, but not really be there is it's very very hard um all you can do is just love on them be there with them offer them the best care possible which is what we did my mom was never alone one of her biggest fears um as she got older was you know to be alone that was one of her biggest fears and i'm i'm very grateful that she never had to go through that you know my sisters and i made sure and we were able to be there with her from day one all the way to her to the last day actually the last day that she was with us her entire family was there all of us you know some of her grandkids her sister I mean it was it was a full house so it's a it's it's really a huge sense of helplessness when you watch someone experience that um you want to take any pain away pain away um find some kind of cure but some things will forever be out of our control we fought endlessly till the very last day right probably the day before she passed away to save her life you know we believe that that her life could be saved we believe that she was going to beat this and you know it didn't happen, obviously. Um, and I believe that it was just, you know, you, you come, you watch them. I, well, we watched her. We watched her, um, you know, go through the first surgery and then come out of surgery the way she did, where, again, she was there, but not really there. And then she had a second surgery, um, I believe it was in March. And after that one, you know, it was difficult for her to do a lot of things on her own. So when you watch someone that doesn't have the quality of life that you know they deserve and they would love to, you know, um, to have then it's almost like, you know, not that you want to say, I, you know, I prefer them not to be here, but you understand that if it's their time, that, you know, it's a little bit selfish for you to want to keep them here just so you can see them physically, knowing that, you know, they can rest up in their eternal home and they could be, you know, so happy. I mean, she taught us such a strong faith and um, she taught us to believe and trust in God and to know that, you know, we all have, 
a time where it's time for us to go home and be with God. And um, there's a song, and I don't know the name, I'm not going to remember it right now, but it's, uh, you know, it talks about like the first time that you get to meet God. And, um, you know, what will you do? Will you run? Will you cry? Will you fall to your knees? And um, that's one of my favorite songs, especially after my mom passed, because I just imagine, you know, the day that she passed and her just having this, because she loved God. You know, she loved him. She held on to him after my dad passed. Um, she taught us to have strong faith, um, to love him, to trust him, to believe in him and to never waver. And she never did. She never, ever, ever like through those whole eight months. I never heard her say like, why God? Why me? You know, she just she trusted him. And um, that's a gift that, you know, we will forever take with us. So um, just the fact that, you know, we couldn't change the outcome. Um, obviously, it wasn't in our control, but we understand because of the faith that she taught us that, you know, that's like some things are just meant to be a certain way. And we did everything that we could. And, um, and I'm grateful for having the opportunity to be able to do everything that we knew possible to be able to, you know, make the last eight months of her life um, as comfortable as possible and to be able to be there because again for me i think that's the biggest gift that we gave her to be able to care for her and for all of us to be with her and for her to never be alone so i'm gonna have um my sister share a little bit about the lesson number five which is that faith heals and i'm not gonna say that faith has healed because um we were talking before this and when my sister said that you know, grief never really heals. And she's right. Um, but I think it's faith can consistently help us heal. And we don't forget what we feel, but it helps. It makes it a little bit easier, in my opinion. I know for me, you know, there was never a why is this happening to her? You know, why her? Um, it, it was more of, all right, let's do this. You know, let's let's face this head on and let's do whatever we can do do i mean it was never of arguing or of bargaining it was just let's do whatever we can and you know let's trust our god let's trust you know the holy spirit that lives within us to guide us and for me that's it was the whole time it was just knowing that he, god was always among us like i mean i felt him i felt him so many times throughout the whole process i've always felt him in my life but i think the presence was so much stronger during those last eight months of her life so i'm gonna have my sister share a little bit more about again lesson number five which is faith heals hi this is jesse i uh, and um I what i'm what i what my sister's mentioning about faith heals i i also felt just the Lord being with us um, throughout those eight months specifically. And um, I just remember her always praying no matter what. Um, whether she, when, when she did come out of surgery that, that she wasn't 100% her anymore. It was always just her praying and praying and and the doctors or nurses would tell us we didn't really understand what she was saying but we understood that she was praying something and it was just so incredible because she never forgot her prayers and uh, it was just beautiful because I can't imagine going through what we did 
without our Lord. And um, she, he, I know he gave us all the strength that we needed and continues to do so because there's no other explanation. And that's why I always have tell my husband, we just must keep our Lord in the center of our lives because without him, we're nothing. And just like my sister mentioned, I know that it was just a rejoicement when she did go home, specifically just with our, within our faith, um, because our, our dad pa- did pass away so, so early on. I know that these all these all these years that they were separated and just rejoicing again. I know it was just beautiful and a big, big party up in heaven. And um, that's just a little bit about what I experienced. Um, and I'm going to um, I'm gonna give it on to my sister. <clears throat> um, so this is Luvia. Um, I think what I would add is, um, yes, I, um, I do strongly believe that God with, was with us and continues to be with us. And um, her illness, as well as her passing, has been one of the hardest things I have, say, I have um, faced in life. In addition to a few other, you could say, bumps along the road. But I think in addition to what Yesenia and Leslie shared about the importance of having God, not only in our life, um, but during this time, is also um, keeping um, that relationship with him um, through prayer and through just having conversations with him. I think even though it was a very challenging time, both her illness and her passing, even how things occurred, um, God continued to show to show us that His hand was there along the way. Um, as Leslie mentioned, one of my mom's fears was to be alone um, as she got older, and not only was were we were we all with her um, in given and d- during the whole time that she was sick, as well as when she passed away, um, but um, she. He showed us um his that his his hand I would say um with just the different doors that would open um from being able to ease somewhat easily um get a second opinion at one of the best hospitals um for brain cancer um and I would say for those of us that like to control things like myself being able to give us that peace that even though um we were trying our best um to keep her alive also giving us that comfort um knowing that not only can we not be selfish of wanting to keep her in this world or on earth i should say um but also giving us that peace of letting her go um and each of us um praying about it and knowing that um if she was not going to have a good a good life a good quality of life um that we were okay with her passing away and I think as hard as that was, we were able to do that because of our faith. And I think seeing her um, take the illness with such grace um, and with such strength, I think both made it hard but made it easy because she never complained. And I think no matter what we would want to do for her with, from alternative treatments to medicine to changing her diet to become a vegan um, to whatever it was, um, he was with us, and I think even though these last two and a half years have been very, very challenging for all of us, um, I would say that 
he continues to show us in different ways that he's with us. And I think that's what helps us continue to move forward and continue to hold on to him. Okay, so last lesson that we're going to share is the value of strong family bonds, um, strong family relationships, and nurtured friendships. Um, from the day my mom was diagnosed, our family, um, her sister, our cousins, um, my husband, you know, everyone that's around us, my mother-in-law, everyone was just such strong support. Um, I think having a strong support system is so important in situations like this. Um, if you don't have one, you know, obviously, you know, there's things that, again, that are out of our control, but we are so grateful. I am so grateful every single day that we had the, the support that we had emotionally, um, physically. I mean, I'll give you an example for from the time that mom needed, you know, full time care. My husband, my mother-in-law took over, you know, our home, meaning that I would come home, pick up the kids, take them to school, you know, go back to, you know, care for my mom with my sister. And then same thing after school, but then I would take them back or my husband would pick them up and they were in his care. And my mother-in-law, you know, if I didn't get there on time um, to pick them up or drop them off, you know, she was there to support me. And honestly, I mean, I don't, there's times that I think back to those six months, let's say, that it was when um, we had to be more full time with my mom um, in regards to her care that I don't remember those six months. Like, I don't know how my kids, you know, were taken care of. I know they were taken care of in a great way, but like, you know, I didn't have to worry about it. I guess is what I'm going to what I'm going to say. I didn't have to worry, you know, were they fed, were they, you know, taken to where they needed to be taken, picked up, etc. If I wasn't able to, they were going to be taken care of. And that's something that freed me up to be able to fully be present, to be able to care for my mom and not have to worry about, you know, the other responsibilities that I had. And um, that's something that I, I will never be able to you know, say thank you enough and repay for my, to my mother-in-law and my husband um, and the support that we got from, you know, the rest of our family. It was both financial, emotional, um, friends. I mean, we started a, a GoFundMe page because we did choose to do alternative um, treatments for my mom and uh, the support that we received because we shared you know, that part of the journey was just very overwhelming in, in a very grateful way. Um, but there were, there were so many, I'm going to have my sister share a little bit more about that because, um, I think we don't prepare for times like this, but when you, you know, what the plant, the seeds that you plant, you know, as, as you nurture them and you care for them, I think, you know, they eventually, you know, deliver fruit. And for us, for my mom, it was in, during that time, you know, the, the outpouring of love and support and just, you know, again, financial support, it was just, um, it was a lot, it was a lot. And we are, we were so grateful and we still are till this day for everything that everyone did. Um, the, the notes that, you know, people sent the messages that we received, um, you know, the visits, um, everything, everything was just, 
you know, something that we just appreciated so much because in moments like that, you know, every little bit of everything matters so much and makes such a difference. So I'm going to pass along to my sister Luvia and she's going to share a little bit more about that. Um, and then my sister, my other sister might share as well, Jasenia. Um, so in addition to what Leslie shared about both the emotional, physical, um, as well as financial support, I think um, something that um, you hear a lot about, um, whether it be um, through, you could say, life lessons as well as through the Bible, is um, the, the seeds that you plant, um, you sometimes or eventually harvest them. Um, so I think for me, one of the things I like to share is um, I've always believed in treating others how you like to be treated. Um, and all the blessings we received um, when my mom was when my mom was ill, um, as well as during the first few months of grieving her passing, um, are unmeasurable um, to um, how um, both of my brother-in-laws were very supportive in every way that they could, um, not only with helping my sisters to also making sure that my mom was as comfortable as she could, given the circumstances um, physically, um, as well as everything else. And I think for me, um, speaking professionally, um, at work, um, at the time I had been at my job for about four or five years um, and being able to just pretty much work part time but get paid full time using my sick days and not really caring how things worked out um, and not getting questioned. Um, I would sometimes just use use my sick days if my mom was not feeling well to just be able to spend the time there either to help or be there with her. And having um, my coworkers step up in so many different ways without me even me asking from covering presentations to conferences to funding proposals um, and then being told afterwards that none of my work had suffered and people didn't really even realize what I was going through um, because of all the support um, that I, we had. Um, so I would say that the importance of that, the importance of having those friendships and having um, that family out there. And I think for those people that it may be hard to have friends, that's okay. Um, but then more, I would say the one going along with this lesson is the importance of really putting out there um, what you want in return, whether it be the love, whether it be the quality of time you spend with each of those people, whether it be how you treat them, how you make them feel valued and respected. And I would say those are a lot of the things that not only have we learned over time, but those are some of the seeds my mom planted in each of us, um, as well as just things that we continue to see the importance of it, not necessarily because I or we wanted something in return, um, but simply because um, that is just God's way. God has always said to treat others how you want to be treated and to pretty much try to live as much as you can um, your life, um, how he has shown us. Um, and I'll pass it over now um, to my sister. Okay, so thank you so much for listening. Um, that's basically what we have for you guys. In summary, to kind of go over the different lessons that we shared. I mean, there's so much more that we've learned, um, 
you know, we, I was, I obviously don't want to take all day to share, but there is a lot of different things that we've learned, different ways that we've grown um, since, you know, July, June 9th of a few years back. Um, there's been a lot of growth, both personal and in so many different ways, um, because of what we experienced. Um, so the again, going back to the six lessons, number one, nothing lasts forever. So just enjoy every bit of our life and live every single day. Um, live it, you know, don't just exist, but live your life and understand that because nothing lasts forever you know, enjoy those moments, love the people that are around you, um, and understand what's really important in your life and what's really not important. Uh, number two, love is stronger than death. Number three, memories are gold. So make sure that you create those memories. Um, you know, what we've learned as we've grown up and, um, a lot of it is thanks to my middle sister, Luvia, is that experiences, you know, are so much greater of a gift than, you know, an actual like toy or, you know, something that we think we need or want, you know, having an experience, it creates memory and the memories last forever. Number four was some things will just always be out of our control. Yes, a lot of us are control freaks. A lot of us want things to work out a certain way. Um, but, you know, learning to kind of go with it, I think is really important. Having the faith that things happen for a reason and trusting the one in charge, um, which I believe is God. He knows. He knows best. And he wants, you know, the best for us. He's our father. So for any of us that are parents, we know that we want the best for our children. Any normal good parent wants the best for their children, and we would never do anything to harm them or to put them in harm's way. Number five, faith heals. You know, I don't know what your faith is, um, but I know for me, the faith that I was taught, you know, guided me and led me and still you know has is still taking me through everything i'm still grieving i'm still experiencing i'm still remembering um you know faith is just such a strong gift that we can give to ourselves or that maybe someone gave to us and we're able to nurture it and grow it and help it mature um faith is so important guys and i can't i mean i can do an episode just on that on the power of our faith the power of our relationship with god um and that's what faith is for me it is a relationship that i have with god that i have built you know along years and years of spending time with him of spending time in prayer of feeling him you know people always say well how do you know you know how do you know that he exists how do you know he's with you and to me it's very simple i feel him you know, I feel him with me. I feel my faith. I have always felt God guiding and leading me in every decision, every step that I've taken. And last but not least, number six, um, the power of the, or the value, I should say, of strong family bonds, strong nurtured friendships, um, understanding that, you know, we're not meant to do life on our own. We're meant to be with each other and nurturing, respecting, loving on the people that are around us. Again, not to receive anything in return, but just because we treat others the way you want to be treated. Oh my gosh, you guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Perfectly Imperfect. I hope you truly enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends and family. Make sure you rate the episode and the podcast and also make sure you leave a review. Thank you again so much for listening to Perfectly Imperfect.